Hello and welcome to the stories of Northern life from the Sault Ste. Marie Museum. William Armstrong is the artist in subject for this episode. He first made his name for himself as a civil engineer, as he worked on some of Canada's earliest railways, and as a pioneer in the use of photography for industrial purposes. But it was his art that gave him a place in history. He was born in Dublin, Ireland, on July 28, 1822. He studied art in Ireland, then completed an apprenticeship in England with Midland Railway to become a railway engineer. He immigrated to Canada, settling in Toronto in 1851 with his wife and children to start work on the Grand Trunk Railway to Sarnia. He found an avenue for his art after all. He came across a market in illustrated news that covered the events in the colonies. He created watercolors of local events and scenes that were then reproduced as monochrome wood engravings so that they could be printed and included in weekly periodicals. He found photography along the way, adding a new skill set to his belt. In 1855, he started Armstrong and Bear, civil engineers, draftsmen, and photographers with his nephew, Daniel Mander Bear. The company made 360-degree panorama sequences of the city of Toronto from 1856 to 1857. He brought a technical use to his artistic skills. A lot of the panoramas that were capturing the city of Toronto aided in the city's bid to become the capital of Canada. The company stopped operations in 1861. Though Armstrong's skill set as a draftsman, photographer, engineer, and painter was an asset to those interested in expanding Canada westward, so he was never without work. Beginning in 1859, he made a number of trips accompanying various survey expeditions. His drawings were used to report the terrain and human activity. The record of Armstrong's travels are obscure. We know for certain that he traveled to Fort William, now the city of Thunder Bay, and its vicinity, probably for the first time in 1859, and then completed a series of sketches that were later presented to the Prince of Wales. His initial painting of the arrival of the Prince of Wales was purchased by the prince, and all these images still remain in the royal collection at Windsor Castle. This recognition gained Armstrong many sales of his work. In 1870, Armstrong accompanied the Wolseley expedition to the Red River Colony, moving the military force through the Canadian wilderness. His drawings of the army on the march was what truly made him famous being published in the Canadian Illustrated War News. He was then invited to the Royal Canadian Academy as an associate. He painted the Chikora as well. The troops were transported on the steamer Chikora heading west to supply soldiers and supplies to Fort Garry in Manitoba for the Red River Rebellion. The steamer came across an incident going through the American locks here in Sault Ste. Marie. 
They got everyone and everything off, leaving the soldiers to portage the rest of the way. The ship was held for two weeks after intervention from the British ambassador. This incident caused the Canadian side to put into motion the construction of her own lock system. This led Armstrong to have an unexpected extended stay in Sault Ste. Marie in 1870. He did a few recognizable paintings created from sketches during this time here. Landing at Sault Ste. Marie, Red River Expedition, dated 1913. Canal Builders, Tents at Sault Ste. Marie, dated 1873. Indian Settlement at Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, with a canal in the background, 1869. Fishing in Sault Ste. Marie, dated 1869. He was in the Sioux before and after the time of Confederation. So we got to see the earliest development through his work, just when we became Canada, which is pretty cool. He was a painter who had a practical draftsman eye for accuracy and detail. He captured what it all looked like, as well as a little emotion, capturing what a camera could not do. He gave us memorable Canadian scenes. His paintings of native encampments, dense forests, rocky outcrops, the great inland seas that are the upper Great Lakes, waterfalls, ships and boats, remnants of the fur trade, and the mining sites that were there, providing us with the only clear early images of the region we call Northern Ontario. Adding to his long list of skills and qualifications, Armstrong also gained the passion of teaching. In 1864, Armstrong began to teach drawing at Toronto Normal School. He taught at the University of Toronto as well from 1872 to 1877. He retired in 1897, but continued teaching art from his home until he passed. Armstrong passed in 1914, just before World War I broke out, which would not have been a sight of technology that he would have wanted to paint. His wife also passed within a year after Armstrong's death. It is noted that she found it hard to live without her partner of 72 years, cherishing shared moments on two continents. Thank you so much for listening to the stories of Northern life every week. It is much appreciated. I hope you learned a little more about Sioux Marie history and the people that impacted it. Ciao for now.